my big thing with the failure was that we came back and one of our members started looking into um, the legal side of things as far as mailboxes go because there is a massive amount of literature about the size of your mailbox, what can be on it, decorations. Um, and we realized we were kind of going downhill when one of our members found all this legislature for it. And we were didn't really have a design method to go around it. Um, and I had actually been working with a graphic designer um, since the beginning for concepts. And so I had gotten some of those concepts back that I had asked for. And I was doing CAD for that when I came back to our group and they were, they were gone. Awesome Inc. presents the Kentucky Entrepreneur Hall of Fame, a show that highlights how people throughout the Commonwealth of Kentucky pursue their definition of awesome through entrepreneurship, technology, and innovation. Hey guys, today we're going to dive right on into our conversation. We're going to sit down with a couple guys who participated in Startup Week in Lexington this year over the course of Global Entrepreneurship Week. Real quickly, for those of you who do not know what Startup Weekend is, it is a 54-hour sprint, more or less. And it's one weekend where people pitch an idea, come together where they vote and then create a team and build and hopefully test a working prototype of their idea. And then they pitch it. So again, most people have been to Battle Cross here in Lexington or another sort of pitch competition. But if you have never been to a live one, just imagine Chuck Tank on a smaller scale. So we had a really cool experience back towards the end of November 2019, and I want to share with you some of the guys who participated. So, here we go. I'm really pumped because this is the first time that we have ever had four guests at once. So I'm really excited sitting down with three stellar guys in Lexington who are all a part of the startup community to a varying degree. So I'll go around and give a quick introduction. We have Logan Jones, who is the producer for Middle Tech Podcast. So I'm I'm just humbled to be in your presence, man. Uh, he also works at Awesome Inc. He does a lot of, honestly, a lot of everything. Yeah, he, what do I do here, Garrett? You're, you're a handyman. You do a lot of marketing. You do a lot of event prep. You, you're you the spine to our organization. We couldn't exist without you. Wow. That means you got Clay Harrison over here looking fly in a Hawaiian shirt and- Ooh. Yeah, he's looking good. He's a student at UK who came with his engineering class to Startup Weekend, and he is a sailor guy who usually rocks a puka shell necklace. <laughs> I'm missing it right now. Back in the day. And then lastly, we have my boy Isaac Meisner. He is a software developer at Zooty, and he is one of the most talented Instagram me- <laughs> memist. Is that a good way to say that? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He, I've won many prizes. He has won many prizes through Awesome Me. He's very <laughs> creative. And so all three of these guys participated at Startup Week in Lexington and this year, 2019, and I just wanted to sit down with them real quickly and recap their experiences, what they learned, because some of these guys did it for the first time, and it was really cool to watch watch their companies grow, but also see where some of them failed, and then them realize, oh man, this was quite quite a lot harder than I thought it would be. So, uh, Logan, why don't you kick us off, and then guys, at any point in time, just we'll start talking, and I'll kind of moderate this. So, Logan, give me a highlight from Startup Weekend. What was your company? And maybe yeah. something you learned. Yeah, so our company, it was actually Evan Knowles uh, that, that had the idea. It was called Touchbase, and it was an idea for a real estate communication platform. So basically right now, uh, landlords pretty much make tenants either go into an online platform or email. Um, it's very high friction, low response rate for most tenants. So he had the idea to streamline that and put uh, basically all communication 
channels into one into one uh, platform for the for the landlord to make it a lot easier on them. So we worked on that. Um, it was yeah, it was a lot of fun. That was my third startup weekend, so it was different than the other two. I did not stay as late as I as I had the past two, just because I was honestly I was working on this studio that we're in right now a lot of the time with you actually. So, but yeah, it was a, uh, it was a fun experience and ended up coming in second, which was, was pretty cool. I hadn't, I had not previously won any of them. So that was some good validation. You're still 0-3. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Sweet. Yeah. Clay, why don't you go ahead and talk about your idea, your company and give us a little background of your experience. Yeah. So, um, I think I was the first celebrated failure of startup weekend technically. Um, but what it was, it was originally called express mail and it was the whole concept was to have a mailbox that matches your decorations for every national holiday. Um, that's kind of where it started. And we weren't really hard in the beginning, that first 24 hours, I think we went to bed at like 4am trying to do an MVP. Um, and my whole concept trying to do this company was I wanted a simple product so I could really just learn from the weekend, like good big mentors and things like that. Um, and we had a, hit a huge snag day two, which kind of um, derailed us, um, but it, it let us use our time for a lot more valuable learning. So I had a lot of fun through it. <laughs> Sweet, I'm glad. And then Isaac, why don't you finish this off? Yeah, so my idea initially on the Friday night when I pitched it was related to um, putting your phone to bed. And I wanted to do that through a physical alarm clock that connected to your phone. And uh, that idea, once we kind of formulated it, the next day um, we had some great mentors that went around and discussed, you know, how we could implement it. And um, Drew Sutton actually helped us kind of pivot. And we actually ended up developing a prototype for a docking station to uh, put your phone into the docking station to kind of confirm that you have put your phone to bed. And it was uh, to encourage and motivate people to not spend the night scrolling on Instagram and said, go to bed and uh, get more sleep. I know at, at the, the end of the weekend, so that Sunday night for pitches, Clay, I'm going to jump back to you. You said you were the first celebrated failure. I think one thing that I, I love just about our community, but also Awesome Inc. with our different events, is we, we do celebrate failure. And I, I didn't tell you this because I wanted to wait till this moment, but after that night, our team was so proud of you because not many people walk away saying, yeah, well, I failed, but I'm glad. And actually, here's what I wanted to learn. And uh, Brian, Brian Rainey, he, he wanted to make sure that you signed our failure dashboard. Uh, yeah, he was, he was really pumped. And if you don't mind, talk a little bit about why you, why you realized your company wouldn't work, how you pivoted, but also talk, uh, I'll give it away, but you want to learn a lot about financing and mm -hmm. the, the monetary side of how you start a business. Can you speak into both of those things? So again, failure and then the, the financial aspect. Yeah, so um, just to kind of go off the start there, my big thing with the failure was that we came back and one of our members started looking into um, the legal side of things as far as mailboxes go, because there is a massive amount of literature about the size of your mailbox, what can be on it, decorations. Um, and we realized we were kind of going downhill when one of our members found all this legislature for it. And we were didn't really have a design method to go around it. Um, and I had actually been working with a graphic designer um, since the beginning for concepts. And so I had gotten some of those concepts back that I had asked for. And I was doing CAD for that when I came back to our group and they were, they were gone, right? And they had joined, hopped on into another group. And we actually had two members that joined us the first night that never showed up again. And so I was like waiting for them to come back too, to see if I still had a, a company going through this or not. Um, and right when they had joined another group. I was I was talking with them and I was like, guys, are are we done? Uh, you didn't really, 
I don't know what's happening here. And um, they kind of let me know that, you know, they were going to spend their time with this other group now. And at the same time, Drew Sutton was actually bringing up that he was about to have a financials conversation. And I was like, I got nothing else to do. Right. (laughs) And that was one of those skills that I was like really looking forward to coming here and learning was a lot of the kind of the administrative side, because a lot of what I do already is prototyping in CAD. And so I was looking, you know, what's how do you give this business legs past a past a product? Um, And that's kind of where I picked all that up at. I love it. What was your one or two main takeaways from Drew's talk? I'm, I'm assuming it was probably about the stack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you speak into that real quickly? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of it was the stack um, and figuring out kind of the cost structure of what you're going to be doing. Um, and he talked through it in a very, you know, basically equation based way. Um, and because I had nothing but time, I took an Excel sheet out and I started plugging all the uh, the relationships for all of that. And so now I have this kind of really cool Excel sheet that. I have, you know, constant <laughs> concepts running through my head for businesses and I like hop on the little Excel sheet now and I kind of type in, see what, see what, if it'll work or not make sense. So, um, and he actually gave me a little bit of time the next day cause I was confused on some points. Um, so I got to talk to him and he gave me some, some great books to read as well as cleared up some of the concepts on it. So, yeah. Man, that's cool. I, I think, I think it's super helpful again in this community that people want to give back and the fact that someone who knows what they're talking about and is pretty successful in this area want to make sure that someone who wants to learn was able to walk away successfully. So Drew, if you listen to this or if you ever listen to this, props to you, brother. Uh, Isaac, let's bounce over to you. You had, I think the only, or maybe one of two products, not not uh, SaaS platforms or services, but an actual physical product. Can you talk about the naming, maybe the branding and how you guys went about creating your prototype? For sure. So the name of our product was called The Shepherd. And we thought of this because we wanted to basically call your phone home into the dock. And that would be a clever name with the shepherd. We also played off like counting sheep at night. So our company, we called ourselves the Black Sheep Sleep Company. And then our product being the shepherd. Um, so that that prototype came along. Um, we actually had um, uh, Andrew Sutton, Drew Sutton's uh, son on our team. And he, he loves the 3D print. He loves to solder and mess with electronics. And I had brought a Raspberry Pi to start a weekend thinking I'd love to implement this little mini computer into some product. And so once we kind of put the skills on our team together, also Peter Briggs helped out with the 3D printing. Um, a couple of our team members sketched something out. Um, both Peter and Andrew were able to 3D print that little uh, prototype. I put the little Raspberry Pi computer in the back and then uh, we were able to wire up some micro switches. And honestly, like that was the coolest learning experience for me is that we like were able to formulate and flesh out this prototype in like two days and have a somewhat of a working prototype by the end of it. And so that was really fun to like play around with and something I'd never done before. Um, And that like this experience, this weekend allowed me to like sit down and have this focus, time and energy to put towards that. Yeah. So it was awesome. I love that. Uh, also, real quickly, you know, I don't know if everyone always knows some of the, the technical terms or the, you know, kind of quote entrepreneurial terms that we speak of. Can you talk about uh, what a Raspberry Pi is and maybe even how you guys went about? I'm assuming you wrote software since you have a CS background. Correct. That you wrote the software for this, maybe the language and anything that went into that. Yeah. So the Raspberry Pi, I'm um, just. It's honestly just a little computer. Um, you can go pick one up at Target for like 30 bucks. So they have some even smaller ones that are like five bucks. They're really cool and you can do a lot of cool like electronic uh, little hacks with them. 
Um, so yeah, I wrote just a Python script that basically was reading the inputs of the switch. And so the idea is um, the product would, um, the shepherd, I should call it, um, it would call your phone, um, it would start ringing. It would basically be an alarm that would get you into bed, also out of bed. But the idea is um, an hour before your designated bedtime. So you would set your alarm for, say, 7 a.m., and you'd also type in the amount of hours of sleep you wanted. So you go to, you want to wake up at 7, you want 8 hours of sleep, um, that's going to be 11 p.m., and then an hour before 11 p.m., at 10 o'clock, the shepherd's going to start ringing. And so the only way to turn off that ringing is you're going to need to put your phone into the dock and basically confirm that you put your phone up and you're going to go to bed, or at least wind down for bed. Because we found a lot of studies um, with the blue light in the cell phone and also just like stimulating your brain before bed, how that can uh, be negative for your health and uh, not allow you to get good sleep. And so we kind of went that approach with the mental health, the physical health with sleeping, and also in our world being so connected, people just get lost in social media and also uh, someone who's wanting to kind of like be um, kind of self-help and like uh, motivate themselves to disconnect. They This product would help them do that. I love it. Yeah, thanks for both you guys. Thanks for giving a little background into what you learned and some of the process that went into your guys's companies. Logan, you're looking a little glum. So I want to bring it. <laughs> I'm going to bring it back over to you, brother. So again, you said that this was your third startup weekend. Can you talk? Can you talk about maybe something you learned this weekend, or yeah, for this past startup weekend that you hadn't learned at the the previous two ones? And if that isn't sufficient, tell us how you contributed to your company and what was the main strength you added. Sure. Yeah. I think those two things will tie in pretty well, honestly. So I think after the first two, uh, we spent a lot of time just spinning our wheels, not really getting anywhere and getting any real progress. So this year, um, the first probably three or four hours of startup weekend was just focused on, all right, let's lay out what we need to do and then cut all the fat of, okay, this doesn't matter in terms of startup weekend. When you think about trying to start a company, you might think of like, okay, I need to build a website. I need to file as an LLC and all these different business things that you need to do. But in reality, for Startup Weekend, what you're really trying to do is create a prototype and show an MVP of, okay, this is how this product would work and this is why it would work and this is why it's going to benefit a customer. So that leads into the next thing you asked, what did I work on? I helped build the, the actual prototype. So I don't have any coding background, but I have a little bit of design background. So we found a good software and I'm blanking on the name of it. It was basically like uh, Adobe Illustrator, except dumbed down a little bit for building websites. Uh, was it Canva? No, okay. I can't think of it. But anyway, um, we got on there and it was super simple. And I just started um, going on different, we basically went on different like Salesforce type websites, um, found a bunch of examples of how we would want our platform to look. And then I just started designing and tweaking things and making it, making it look different. And then the cool thing about this software that we were using to design it is that you could link buttons to do actual things. So for when we went up and displayed our product, it was, it was, it looked like a functioning product. You could click on it and click around like a normal website. In reality, it was just, it was basically PowerPoint clicking to different slides and all this stuff. But, uh, what I learned is that, you know, put something out there that people can understand what you're trying to build and how it's going to work. That's cool. And so maybe, maybe, uh, ask this, I, I want to go around the room and Clay, would you mind talking about your previous background? Because, I feel for most people when they come to Startup Weekend, they either, they just love doing this sort of thing naturally. They like bringing different ideas to life or this is a good weekend for someone to test out what being an entrepreneur would 
would look like in their life? Like how, how would this be feasible? So can you talk about uh, your past experience at UK, what you've done, and then what brought you back this weekend? Yeah. I mean, we could go further back than UK even. Oh, I mean, let's do it. So when I was a kid, I broke stuff constantly. It was just like, it wasn't on purpose. It wasn't malicious. It was just, I showed up and I'd be the last one to use the gate and the gate would snap, you know, and it would just be terrible. <laughs> um, and that happened like my entire childhood, which led me to problem solving. And that's what put me in engineering. Um, and that kind of that love to problem solve and that love to uh, create is what's always pushed me into being an entrepreneur. Um, so I've had a few other startups. I've actually competed in one other five across, like, three or four years ago. <laughs> um, and when the first time I did it, I remember watching other people who had more experience. And when they pitched, you know, they were talking about their metrics and their, their size of market. And I was like, uh, what are these big what terms? What is this? Yeah. You know? And so I, I remember when I was going up to pitch, I was feeling so nervous cause I had none of that. Right. I was like, well, here's the concept, you know? Um, and being around Lexington, and being around Awesome Inc. and uh, finding these opportunities at UK really kind of opened my eyes to how much there is to learn um, and to grow in this kind of this space. So ever since, you know, being a kid, I've always wanted to do this and create and slowly been making my way. Making my way downtown. downtown. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. That Instant. song's so good. Yeah. Uh, thanks, White Chicks, for making that popular. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, sweet. Yeah, thanks, Clay. And then, yeah. Isaac, I'm going to bounce to you. Right. Would you mind... Yeah, so as far as my background and growing up, I don't, I don't really, I, I can't identify like a, a thing I built or a thing I had that I was selling to be entrepreneurial. But um, like Clay said, problem solving I feel like has been common, um, even with what I do um, professionally, and also like growing up helping parents, helping grandparents with technology, like always being um, around to like be the person to figure something out. Um, and I, I think that's kind of driven me to um, be interested in all the things that Awesome Inc. does. And so I've always enjoyed coming to Five Across events, um, seeing what other people are thinking of, how they're implementing things, how they're solving problems. Um, and I had gone to a, a startup weekend probably four years back now with Logan. Um, and that was just like, honestly, kind of like a pivotal moment in my like uh, f- future thinking um, profession like what would it look like to take an idea and run with it um, and obviously like I haven't done that yet professionally because I'm working for a company but this weekend was even more clear to be like wait I could actually like we fleshed out this product and then uh, April and I who my wife who was on the team with me um, we even after um, the weekend like on that next Tuesday we sat down and kind of wrote out like a five-year like goals of like business plan how would we actually from with a timeline do this literally and so it was kind of fun to dream with her and do that um, so who knows I mean we may end up uh, continuing to look at the prototype and see gauge interests and get some customer validation. I love that. Actually, I was going to bring it back to you and talk about what it was like to be on a team with your wife. So <laughs> I'm glad that you, it was awesome. Yeah, you said that. Hopefully I want to, I want to interject real quick, just about your, your pitch and your products and everything. I remember sitting there when you guys were pitching and I texted Evan, I was like, this is the team that's going to win. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. Actually, I, I, I do think I'm sure, win. I'm Thank sure you. we were not the only ones in the crowd thinking that because you guys had a prototype. You, you were literally able to, show exactly how your product was going to work because you had the freaking product sitting there <laughs> on the desk with you. So that was really cool. Um, yeah, you guys had a great presentation. Thank you. Yeah, I, I just want to say that. Yeah, no, give I'm, a little, give a little shout out. Yeah, and shout yeah, out. I totally forgot that Isaac was on my first, was on my team my first. Adventure incentives. Yeah, adventure <laughs> incentives. Good Lord. I love it. Good times. And then uh, Lojo, why don't you wrap this little bit up about your past experience as an entrepreneur and the stuff that you still do today because you, sure. you are still yeah. being super creative almost – 
dying in Nova Scotia and <laughs> good Lord. Yeah. Shout out to Luke for that. Um, no, I, I was kind of like clay growing up, except instead of breaking things, not on purpose, I was breaking things on purpose most of the time. Uh, and but what I mean by that is like taking apart VCRs and like any piece of technology I could get my hands on, even like engines and just like taking it apart and seeing how it works and all the components of it. I thought that was always really fascinating. So I started off doing that and then I didn't, I don't think I ever even knew what the word entrepreneur was until I got to college, honestly. Uh, my first little venture was carving uh, the little GoPro cameras. I carved uh, mount floating mounts for them out of branches of trees and uh, tried selling those to a couple of friends. I think I sold like five or six of them. Well, we which, actually have one here. Yeah, we have. Space. I, I sold one to Brian Rainey my freshman year of college. I was selling them for 30 bucks. He asked me how much and I was like, uh, five bucks. So that's my story. <laughs> that's like my first <laughs> entrepreneurial story of college. But no, then I got to college, uh, joined the entrepreneurship LLP at UK, mostly just to get a nice dorm room. I didn't really even know if I was going to be into it, but I got, got put in the really nice brand new dorms. And then I met Brian Rainey and that's where the journey really like has an uptick. Um, he got me to the hall of fame dinner, um, became really inspired, started hanging around awesome Inc., five across all that hit. Um, and then there's a couple different companies I tried starting and they're kind of like really ambitious, new idea, technology kind of thing. And they all, they didn't work out. They failed. It was either bad ideas or poor execution, whatever it may be. And I finally got to the point where I was like, I want to know how to run a business. And I'm not going to do that by chasing after these highly ambitious goals. I need to try to learn the business cycle doing something that's been proven, which is how I got into the company that I'm still running today. My sophomore summer, um, I started a drone, a drone business. I saw people doing it and I was like, surely this is something I can get my the license for. I can build a website for, and I can do a little bit of marketing. So I did that and that's been running for three years now. And it's taught me so much about how much work actually goes into reaching out to customers and the grind that it is to just to run a business and all that goes into it. So that kind of brings me up to date of where I am in my entrepreneurial journey now. And now I pretty much surround myself with all things startup scene these days. Uh, I'm also like Garrett mentioned, producer of it, another podcast called Middle Tech. Um, that's been a whole another journey on its own, learning how to how to run a social media um, account for a business and all sorts of stuff like that. So hopefully I'll, I'll hit that million dollar idea one day and I'll know what I'm doing. But for now, I'm, I'm happy with the small stuff. Well, for now, let me also give you give you a plug. If you guys are watching The Mandalorian, you need to go mm, look at Middle I Tech's newest Instagram post. It Get into the meme game. Yeah, the <laughs> meme game. I'm not going to give it away, but you will laugh. So, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna quit posting stuff to promote our content. I'm gonna turn Middle Tech podcast uh, on Instagram just into fully memes. I think I think that's <laughs> honestly. I, to, I think that would do really well. I'd, I'd probably attract the younger audience, honestly. Yeah, so um, okay, well we'll talk about this afterwards because this could help probably most of our companies. So hey guys, last uh, last question I have, and then we, again we can talk about anything and everything, but. One of the cool things that, again, we, we've mentioned a few times, being in Lexington or in a small community, I see most of your, your smiling faces at many events. And I think one of the best things, like I just said, is our community is tight-knit and we want to actually help people. It's not, it's not a dog-eat-dog world type community. So we, we enjoy watching other people grow and learn. So after this weekend, again, most of us do something like this with our normal lives as it is but after this weekend what is something that you would encourage anyone who is either a interested in becoming an entrepreneur but they're hesitant or b who is currently living you know as an entrepreneur they're, that's that's how they would say their job world is uh what's one piece of advice that you would give 
you would give somebody? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll kick that off real quick. Uh, just for people who have not gone into the entrepreneurial world yet, this is one of the learnings I had my first startup weekend was the only way to learn is just going out and trying it. Um, I think a good lesson, that's pretty much why I started Kentucky Elevated, the, the drone business that I do. Find something that's pretty turnkey. I don't know, like design t-shirts or go and if you're young enough, go like start a lemonade stand and just learn what it means to actually start and run a business. And the best way you can learn is just going out and doing it. And then you can grow from there. Cool. Thanks, Logan. Anybody yeah. else? I was going to say, I would encourage if you have an idea and you're wanting to pursue it, like speak it out loud. I know some people sit on like secret ideas they have and they don't want to tell anybody because they don't want it to get stolen. Yeah, get an NDA. <laughs> <laughs> but what Startup Weekend allowed us to do is like speak it out loud, understand what the product is, like how it can benefit people in certain ways, what the market is for that product. But then also like the validation that you can get from speaking out loud and hearing other people's thoughts. Because it will motivate you. It'll be, make you more passionate about the idea. Um, and I wanted to give a quick shout out to Chase Fairchild because he was one of the main people who gave us some great customer validation when he came around. He was a mentor for the weekend and he like honestly made our confidence go way up right before the pitch because he was just really encouraging and like saying, yes, like this product would do great and I would buy it. So it was really cool to see. Chase, shout out to you for making everyone's lives better. <laughs> Drink Manchester coffee. That's a little plug for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chase. And Clay, why don't you wrap us up, brother? Yeah. So I think uh, my biggest point is the fact that, you know, I've come from zero business background, nothing educationally or anything like that, but just taking advantage of the sheer resources um, that we have in Lexington from SBA, from Awesome Inc., all the competitions, the networking, um, and, and kind of realizing that, you know, it doesn't have to be a one-man show. Um, there's a lot of things out there that you can kind of delegate out, especially sites like Fiverr, right? There's no way I'm ever going to be able to draw a logo as shaky as my hand is. Um, so just being able to kind of, like he was mentioning, trust other people to help you out. Um, it's really what this Lexington community is about anyway. I couldn't have said anything better myself. <laughs> and yeah, I stuttered. So guys, really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. And I don't know, what's next? What are we going to go do? More of the same. More of the same. <laughs> All right, we're going to do more of the same. Boys, let's do it. Well, that's it. We want to say thank you again so much for checking out the Kentucky Entrepreneur Hall of Fame podcast. Special thanks to Lee Rosevere for the music that you hear in the show and to Lexington's Awesome Inc. for hosting us from their space. Again, I'm Garrett Farbach. Make sure to check back and tune in next time. We'll see you then.